And welcome to That Horror Cast. I'm Mallory Smart. And I'm Dmitry Samarov. In this episode, we discuss the campy horror punk film, I Was a Teenage Zombie, from 1987. In it, a group of high schoolers accidentally kill a local drug dealer named Mussolini in a scuffle over weed. Freaking out, they dump the body off a dock into a river that is contaminated with nuclear waste, turning him into a rampaging zombie instead. The main characters start getting stalked and killed by him until they throw one of their own into the same river in hopes that he will actually be able to defeat the evil zombie. In the height of nerd and horror comedy shot in the 80s, I Was a Teenage Zombie is a very weird watch with most of the film spent on jokes rather than plot. The tone of the movie is clearly amateurish, but full of actual intent, awkward scenes, strange dialogue, and fucked up death scenes. Trigger warning, the film gets rather violent in several ways. That being said, The movie seems to be a callback to the drive-in classics of the 50s and pays homage to movies like I Was a Teenage Werewolf. The actual introduction of zombies come late in a rather short film that feels long, but for all the film is lacking, the amazing post-punk soundtrack makes up for it. The sound on this movie was terrible. I'd say... (laughs) Yeah, I, I purposely picked this movie just because I thought it would be a very weird one to talk about. <laughs> I, I, I write all these nice things about you in the paper, and this is how you repay me. <laughs> you know, it's one of those things where I was just like, we haven't done a really weird one. And like, you picked parents, and I was like, that was really weird, but I think I can go weirder. <laughs> oh, okay, so it's payback for parents. I see. All right, fair. Yeah. No, um, <laughs> I was flipping through HBO and I couldn't believe they had it. I was like, what the hell? Like, why is that here? You know what? The other, my, my big, biggest surprise about this movie was like, you know, the credits came on and said Criterion Collection. Like, what the fuck is Criterion doing buying, endorsing this piece of shit? You know, like, oh my God. Well, this is definitely. There's some, some, some weirdo over there. Consider it like a, a, a cinema classic. Yeah, I mean, I, I've seen some weird like movies where I was just like, that's considered a classic. Like, I don't know if you've ever seen Basket Case. Sure. Yeah, and it's like... Yeah, but I like Basket a Case a lot. It's still yeah. weird. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't... We, weird is a catch-all. I mean, like, what does weird mean? You know what I mean? Well, that's, for that's right a, now, Teenage Zombie. <laughs> <laughs> so had you ever seen this before? Yes, once, but I was like 20 years old, and I'll admit it right now, and I don't care if I say it on the podcast, I was very high. So, Yeah, I, I think yeah, I think if you have the right chemicals in you, maybe this movie would be amusing. It was like one of those things where it's so bad, it's kind of funny. Mm-hmm. That's no, what I, know. I found. That's what it's trying for. I don't know if it was really trying for anything. Mm. I mean, it was definitely trying to be funny. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's trying to send up 
you know, uh, high school, high school romance comedy, you know, rom coms. I thought it was funny that it was a high school that they were at because it really looked more like a college. Well, this is, I mean, so many movies, especially like American movies, you know, you typically have like grownups playing, playing teenagers. Mm-hmm. I mean, check almost any 80s teen movie and you have people that are fully grownups, you know, <laughs> playing, supposedly playing kids. Which is, I mean, it's understandable. I mean, how many actual kids could you get to to act well enough, you know? That is true. These days they could, though. Yeah. Yeah. The, well, yeah, these days it's a little bit different. But I don't know. Did you watch a while ago? I sent you a link to this movie that uh, I think it was called like either Teenager Feelings or Teenage Something. And it's sort of a documentary, but sort of not. And it's all filmed on iPhones, and it just—it's a day in 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 the life of these high school kids. Are you and like sure the you sent go- it to me? Mm-hmm. Gossip. They just gossip and like fuck up, you know, fuck with each other the way teenagers do, and like cause drama and bullshit. It's pretty cool. It's from a couple of years ago. Let me look it up. I'm gonna be like, Let send me, me a link again. I'll watch it. I have yeah, well, else to do today. <laughs> I can't find this fucking movie. Oh well, I'll find it later. Uh, I for, because I forget the name of it. Uh, it because it's got a real generic name, but it was really cool. And it's all these. It looks like about more or less age appropriate people like walking around high school, like starting shit with each other, you know, and spreading rumors and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it looks, but I get. I guess there was some sort of um, screen, or at least a a premise, you know, by the director. So it's not a re- it's not a straight documentary, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it, it sure looks like one. Anyways, yeah. So yeah, why? Yeah, we we went down this rabbit hole because of, we're, we're talking about like the age of teenagers and movies and what what the intent of I was a teenage zombie was exactly. You know what it made me? I kept thinking of. Did you ever watch? The 80s uh, Incredible Hulk TV show. Yes. Have you ever seen that? Definitely. With Lou Ferrigno and Bill Bixby. But the color of the skin, that's what they all look like, especially the the one, the, the drug dealer guy that... Mussolini. Mussolini. He totally looked like Lou Ferrigno to me, <laughs> didn't he? Like the, color, the, the pallor of his skin. <laughs> I just thought that was that the they one had a drug dealer Mussolini. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> so you feel like everything was done purposely to be funny. You don't think it was oh, just yeah. so bad oh. that it was funny. Oh, totally. Yeah, I mean, like, the effects. and Yeah, absolutely. Because I love how random, like, the scene cuts were, and then you'd be like, what the fuck are they doing? Well, I mean, it was it was made for about $10, this movie. You know, <laughs> like, <laughs> they spent about $10, but, yeah, they... Yeah, they definitely. It was definitely intentionally. It was supposed to be funny. So, I'm trying to think of like random shit to talk about with this movie because, like, I really did want to like. Dive so yeah, into you had it. Yeah, but I can't really. No, but would you consider this like a no wave film? Are Are you familiar with those? Yeah, uh, no, uh, no, I would not. <laughs> I don't think there was nearly enough art, art, 
uh, pretension or artistry involved. No wave movies are kind of pretentious, some of them at least, you know? Well, I was kind of like getting from like, you know, a little bit of like the punk vibe and. The yeah. How did they track. trick those? How did they trick those bands into con- giving their songs away f- to this? God only knows. Yeah, I mean, maybe. In 87, maybe a lot of the bands were, like, feeling irrelevant. I mean, they had they had that, uh, that Violent Femme song, Good Feeling. I mean, that that was a, you know, it wasn't like a top 10 hit, but that was kind of a, that was a, that was on the radio, that song, you know? But, like, at that time? Yeah. That's, I mean, that's when that song, what, I mean, that's when, around when that song was popular, yeah. Uh-huh. It's, yeah, some of those other bands were more, a little bit more underground, but they, they weren't completely unknown bands, those bands. I, I mean, like, you know, like the Smithereens and stuff like that. Yeah. But yeah, a lot of new, like, yeah, a lot of New, new York area bands, not not the Violent Films, the Violent Films were from uh, Wisconsin, but... I think they're Wisconsin or either Wisconsin or Philadelphia, not New York, anyways. Uh, For a no, film, but uh, did they ever actually say when it takes place? Because it looks a lot like the fifties, sixties. No, no, I, I, I think really, I, I thought it was supposed to be contemporary. Yeah, I, that's what I was thinking. Is that like it could be contemporary? But damn, did they have some of those people dressed dorky as hell? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's how the the eighties looked. <laughs> you, some people, like, you know when I think about the eighties, I think like say like Back to the Future and shit like that. Uh well yeah. Not this revenge of D- the nerds different economic kind of class. You know. <laughs> I mean, you know, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'd say like my favorite cuts were like, you know, when Dan was uh with the baseball bat, like trying to kill Mussolini. Oh, when he was imagining himself, like when he, when he was imagining himself on the baseball field, you mean? Yeah. Like he's like, you see him on the thing about to hit, then he's imagining himself on the baseball field and then you see it cut back to him just being a regular guy. Yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe these, uh, this guy who made this was friends with some of the, some of the Lower East Side people, uh, the no wave, although they were a little bit earlier. Uh, really, they'd peaked by by eighty seven. It was kind of over. Mm-hmm. Uh, no wave, you know. It was pretty much over. Uh, I think. I mean, no wave followed followed punk basically. It's just, a little, but it was it was more people. You know, well, like people like Jim Jarmusch came out of no wave. You know. I say, I think Steve Buscemi came out of no wave too. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. They were all they're all friends. They were all hanging out on the Lower East Side. They were all in bands. They were like Sonic Youth, like people like that, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, even like, like Richard Edson, who was one of the stars of Stranger Than Paradise, was one of the first drummers of Sonic Youth. You know, like there was a lot of crossover, and they were all doing everything because nobody was paying attention. You know, mm-hmm. it wasn't commercial, so they were all painters, they were all actors, they were all musicians. You know, filmmakers. They were doing all, everything. And they were, you know, they were living in lofts for nothing in the Lower East Side. But this this also, I mean, 
this takes place like on the outskirts of Brooklyn, mm-hmm. but it like it kind of almost looks like more like Long Island, you know? It yeah. looks almost sub- looks, looks kind of suburban. suburban. Yeah. But the outskirts of Brooklyn are like that. There are places in Brooklyn that look this way. I mean, I saw that that's what where they were filming, you know? Mm-hmm. There are parts that are very like small family kind of ethnic, you know? So did you like any aspect of this movie? The soundtrack? Okay. <laughs> it's definitely one of those, watch this movie, but really don't even watch the movie. Just find the soundtrack. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, like what was really off, like I'll, I'll watch anything really, but it's something about the, how badly the uh, dialogue was recorded. It was really put me off, you know? It was like, why can't I, why can't I hear them? were really helpful. Well, they didn't, they clearly, they didn't have uh, money to have a, like a boom, you know? I, I, I bet they added the sound after, you know, for most of it. I would love to see a behind the scenes of this. Oh, talk about the a making of. Yeah, I think that <laughs> no, would be a much no. better movie than this movie. <laughs> you, you'll have to start another podcast with some other some some other co-host <laughs> that you make watch that. <laughs> I mean, seriously, it could be like an amazing film. <laughs> yeah, you should start a third podcast that's just documentaries about the making of horror movies. Yeah. There are some good ones. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there, yeah, there's some really good ones. Do you ever see uh, American Movie? I'm trying to remember if I, I have. It's about, and it's also it's about a guy making a horror movie. No, uh, I don't think I've in, seen in it. Wisconsin. Amer- American Movie. I think it's called American Movie. Am I misremembering? Who Yeah, I think my favorite part of this movie... Yeah, 1999, the... yeah. Okay, I'll have to check that about out. By Chris Smith. But it's about this guy making a movie called Coven. It's in Wisconsin. It's It looks like Coven, but he co- insists on pronouncing it Coven. And it, he's making an independent horror movie. You should check it out. Yeah, it's it's really funny and kind of, and kind of sweet and, and sort of sad. <laughs> But the guy, as a result of that movie, that the guy that it was about kind of became like a minor celebrity. Like he did, he toured around and stuff. Mm-hmm. And his name is Mark Borchard. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so this movie was really campy, and I liked the weird dialogue. If you were able to hear it, if you're going to watch this movie, probably throw on some subtitles because, as you just said. Bad sound quality. Yeah. I mean, I like when, like, the one guy is, like, praying and everything, and then, like, he gets kind of smacked over the head by the one dude. He's like, you're an atheist, remember? And yeah. Really stupid dialogue like that, or, like, unironically saying, hey, we're going to party hardy and shit like that. <laughs> I mean, there was some, like, you could tell that they had watched some 80s teen movies, like, like it sort of had. Uh, see, so yeah. What what year did? What year was Revenge of the Nerds? It was earlier mm-hmm. than this. I'm, or in Porky's is definitely earlier. But like movies like that, where teenagers are doing really creepy shit, you know. Mm-hmm. 
I was going to say, I actually really and it's didn't played like for laughs. Revenge of the Nerds. But what? I really didn't like Revenge of the Nerds. <laughs> 84. Right. I think, I mean, I think this movie is a send-up of those. I definitely I think that that's vibe. what. I think that's what it's trying to do. Like, because it's this collection of losers, but there's these scenes with, like, these hot girls, you know? Well, I always vibe that you got the hot girls because there's, like, two good-looking guys in the group. No, but there's scenes with the hot girls with the real nerds, with full-on dorks. Yeah. I don't know. Guy, like guys that would never, ever even talk to any girl in real life. I loved the fat guy. I mean, I feel yeah. so bad just saying the way to describe him, but I never really caught his name. Yeah, yeah, Mallory, you're going you're gonna to get... Canceled. Uh, I don't even want to say the fucking word. I'm sick of hearing it. Oh, uh, I am too. <laughs> yeah, l- let's let's put a moratorium on that language because that language is Just, speaking of trouble. politics. Well, it's getting we- it gets weaponized. You know, mm-hmm. the the people that use that language are using it bad, like incorrectly. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's just it's not it's not productive in any way. But it, yeah. Uh, yeah, so I guess yeah, we're we're not supposed to call people fat anymore, even when they are. Uh, I was gonna say I, he was also dumb as fuck. I mean, I can't really figure out a good way to describe that. Sure. Uh, so, what did you like about him, though? I like that people actually liked him. I was like, what the hell? Like, no one in real life would like this guy. Yeah, I. I mean. It's a, it's a, it's definitely a recurring trope. Stuttering and bumbling and hysterical all the time. But it's a recurring trope of teenager movies where like the, all the losers hang together, you know, and they have their like loser lunch table or whatever, just like these people. Mm-hmm. Why I mean, did the they one, have the, the one cool friend who had the motorcycle, like, why did he give a fuck? Well, I think that's part of the sort of like the comedy, like the the uh, satire of it, is that they jumble together, like, wh- why did the why did the jock, why was the jock friends with them, the baseball star, you know mm. what I mean? Yeah. Like, he wouldn't have been star, he wouldn't have been friends with them either. And, it, like, you know, where it starts out, where, you know, he's lusting after the, like, the blonde, the prototypical hot blonde girl, and she's with somebody else, like, She's feeling up some other kid in class. Like, they would have been friends anyways. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He wouldn't have felt like an outcast. That's where I think there was intent. You know, they were mixing... They were mixing tropes on purpose, you know? Definitely. But it's just the... the it's just the, the execution is so poor that... I, I don't know. I, I guess... As we were saying before, like if I, if I was high enough, maybe I would find this amusing. But for at least last night, I did not <laughs> find it amusing. It really is one of those movies where, like, you know, it's almost like you have to have friends with you and maybe be high or drunk or just in a really yeah. goofy mood, and you're all making fun of it. Yeah, maybe this is like a you know like a mystery science theater type of thing. Yeah. yeah. Where where you you scream insults at the screen or throw throw food at the screen or something you know it is almost or have exactly a drinking game 
Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, but, yeah, I guess my problem with that is that I think it's it's totally inept, but it's there's an intent behind it that's not, like, it's not... Um, it's not what an Ed, like an Ed Ed Wood movie, you know. Ed Ed Wood made movies sincerely, you know. Mm-hmm. He did the best he could with with the materials he had. He wasn't trying to be bad on purpose, and those are my that kind of art I, I appreciate. Mm-hmm. When a person goes to the it, the edges of their abilities and their means, you know, and makes a weird thing. You know what I mean? Definitely. This is not that. This is a, an intentional attempt to like make fun of something, but it's it's not funny. <laughs> I mean, to me. <laughs> I mean, if we're supposed to like metaphorically be like thinking that zombies are something or outcasts, it's very odd that the zombie is going for the outcasts, <laughs> other than the fact that they killed him. Yeah, yeah. Then, then there's. I mean, there's all the. They mixed in, you know, the 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 thing with. There's those mobster guys in the in the. Who you know they're anti, They're kind of giving that Mussolini guy grief because he missed some drug shipment and everybody's looking for drugs and nobody has them, and he's he's poisoning people. There's a bunch of other st- kind of gobbledygook, you know. <laughs> I mean, mixed it. I'm trying to figure out what he possibly could have done that was fucked up with the weed. Because I mean, I remember them in the stall smoking it, and they were yeah. like, "Get our money back! What the hell is this?" And they're gagging. Yeah. Well, yeah, he 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 definitely gotten some kind of chemicals or something, you know, mm-hmm. and swapped it out. It also made me think of there's this other movie uh, that. It has a little bit of this vibe, but I think it's even more over the top. So it maybe like at least succeeded for me a little bit more. It's called Street Trash. Oh, I've seen that. Have you seen Street Trash? Mm-hmm. It's where all these bums start drinking the stuff that this liquor, this bad liquor store owner finds in the basement, and they just start melting down. Mm-hmm. That you know. That's also. I mean, that's also a comedy, basically. You know. <laughs> it's kind of like this. But, like, I don't know. I like that the guy who ran the diner was so accepting of the fact that Dan was now a zombie. Well, it had, yeah, it had a little bit of that kind of happy days vibe, you know? He was like, (laughs) that's where they hung out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I don't really know what to say about this movie. <laughs> Except for <laughs> questioning the bonds of our friendship for making me watch it. <laughs> you picked some That's, weird ones in the past. That, yeah, no, I know. I I made you watch where I'll go to the World's Fair, and you'll never let me live it down. <laughs> you know what's funny is I actually rewatched it, and it's not so bad. Oh yeah. Oh, you're starting to come around. Yeah. I was joking around at the time that you're gonna you're gonna come around and it's gonna become your favorite movie. <laughs> See, I don't think it's gonna become my no, favorite no. movie, but it's definitely like okay, I understand why it's seen as like a good movie. I'd be I'd be interested actually with like that's a good that's an interesting thing. I'd be interested to see what that movie looks like in like 
20, 30 years, the way we're watching this movie now. Mm-hmm. I mean, so this movie came out 35 years ago. Uh, what, what would uh, we're all going to the World's Fair look like in 35 years? Because, I mean, clearly one of the things in we're all going that's interesting is it's catching something about the moment, you know? Mm-hmm. Like this, uh, this like anonymous online life, you know, and the loneliness of that and how you're disconnected. So, yeah, I don't know what that would read like in 35 years. You know what I mean? Also the fact that it kind of gave almost like almost school shooter vibes at certain moments too. Yeah. Yeah. She keeps, she keeps fantasizing about killing her dad and stuff. So 35 years from now, I guess if we still exist, we'll look back. Yeah, if if we're around, yeah, and you know, we'll have even more efficient killing technology by then. We'll, we'll have graduated beyond guns, I, I assume. So <laughs> you pulverize some, you can get a ray gun of some kind finally, <laughs> just zap somebody out of existence. <laughs> if neither of us have re- anything really positive to say about this movie, do you want to hate on the movie? <laughs> what would that involve? <laughs> Haven't we already <laughs> commence the hate? Re-releasing. Commence the hating. <laughs> uh, I yeah. There, I mean, there's there's a, there's a lot to not like about this movie. <laughs> I there's, hated the treatment towards drugs. I thought that was so like I don't know. They were picking on drugs. <laughs> Not, like, picking on it, but, like, I don't know, like, just it felt so forced and weird. And it kind of reminded me of uh, that one movie that was in the 50s, Reefer Madness. That wasn't the 50s, was it? That was earlier. Reefer yeah. Madness was earlier, yeah. So it gave well, yeah, of, but like, weird vibes because they, like, would mispronounce marijuana and, like, yeah. they're using different Mary Jujobo, Jujubo or whatever they were calling it. <laughs> And as someone from the 80s, could you actually say, was weed that expensive then? Because it sounds like that was too much money. I couldn't tell you. I wasn't a regular uh, purchaser of weed. Weed was never my thing, so I was never... I wasn't really into it, so I couldn't I couldn't vouch for the accuracy of the prices, but... Yeah, some just the, some of the characterizations. I mean, the first guy that they get their money together and they go see this guy that lives like in a dumpster, basically, mm-hmm. and he's just doing some kind of like wig, wigged out like acid casualty thing. He's kind of doing like a Cheech, a really bad Cheech and Chong impression, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was that was kind of irritating. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's it had a like overall it had a bunch it had like a sketch comedy vibe, you know, where they were just saying things to to uh hoping that it would land. The way you you know where where you do improv comedy, the way like second at Second City or whatever. Like ninety percent of that doesn't like work. Gags. Yeah, but they it like most of it doesn't work because they're just riffing, you know, mm-hmm. and most of it just falls flat. And a lot of the things that these people said in this movie felt like that, that they were just making it up on the spot and it it wasn't quite connecting. At times I almost wondered if they really were following a script. 
Yeah, I mean, they may not have had a script. Uh, I mean, there are directors that do this where they just set people in a scene and they tell them the situation and just tell them that they should just talk as if they were the characters. Mm -hmm. And you have to be really, really good at that kind of stuff or have really talented improvisers to pull that off. And they clearly did not have that. (laughs) No. But yeah, the the question of like the bad on purpose versus like the bad unintentionally, you know, that's it's sort of key here. I don't know. It kind of fails at both, (laughs) this movie. It was campy. It made me think of like really bad kind of like Revenge of the Nerds kind of movies. Um, I totally forgot that violent rape scene. Uh, That shit was kind of like, whoa. When you're high, oh, you know, oh, when, oh, when he atta- when the Mussolini attacks them in the car when they have like the makeout scene and then yeah, he walks which I'd in like on to them. point out that was like one of the creepier and that's what reminded me of Revenge of the Nerds is that like the group of guys are smoking and waiting to see mm-hmm. if the guy is about to get lucky. Yeah, I was like, dude, what, like, do guys just kind of like wait it out? It kind of almost felt like a terror train almost. Yeah, and. That felt very odd, and I don't know if that's like a normal guy thing that they did back then, or <laughs> guy. Well, like, I think it's been well established that guys left to their own devices that they will end up not doing anything good. <laughs> that, that is fairly true. Get a group of guys together, and yeah, bad things will happen uh, inevitably. I thought it was so wild that none of them actually like went to help her. Like, they suddenly saw that the guy was running away, and they're like, wait, who's having sex with her? And they went to go help the friend instead. I was like, what? Hey, yeah, bros before hoes, you know? (laughs) And also, it was the shock that she was pretty hot, and it's like, why why are you in a car with this guy? Yeah. Like, he wasn't necessarily bad-looking. I would almost think that he was, like, a Jack Antonoff, like, in the making (laughs) Like very skinny, scrawny. That's what I was talking about before, like the nerds with the hot girls. That's probably what I was thinking of was that scene. Yeah. (laughs) As I said, even even the fat guy who was all bumbly and everything, he was like getting some action. It was really weird. But but the you know the thing is that. And one of the re- ways, reasons that like something like Revenge of the Nerds reads so weird now is like the nerds won. They, the nerds run the world. You know? It is <laughs> true. Yeah, it, it's, it adds to it being dated beyond the, the sexual politics or what have you, you know? The sex and the racism and the rest of it. Oh, yeah. Of, of those 80s teen movies, yeah. Have you seen any of the Porky's movies? I've heard of them. <laughs> yeah, check those out. Those, those do not age well at all. <laughs> but yeah, weirdly, uh, so the guy that made Porky's also before that he made uh, Black Christmas, which that horror movie, which which is really good actually. What is it's Black sort of Christmas a pre- about? Black Christmas is it's sort it's a pre. I think we talked about it on the Halloween episode. Bob Clark made it in the 70s, and it's this, like, it's a, I don't know if it's a rooming house or a sorority house. It's a bunch of girls, and there's this, there's somebody in there killing uh, 
college girls, and there's no explanation or anything, and it's about around Christmas time. And when when Carpenter uh, decided to make Halloween, he called up Bob Clark and get, got his blessing because he kind of was thinking of it as a sequel, mm-hmm. Halloween as a sequel to Black Christmas. Black Christmas is really good. But uh, Bob Clark quit making horror movies and went on to make, amongst other things, things like Porky's. So what is Porky's about? Porky's is like a teen sex comedy. It's it's in it's in pretty bad taste. So we I mean, can basically say that this is what this is a teen sex horror comedy. That's what that's what uh, these guy this guy clearly saw those movies and wanted to make his own like for five dollars with his friends. You know, just the addition <laughs> this is what of he the came zombies was just weird. Yeah, yeah. I mean, eighties was you know this heyday for a lot of that stuff. <clears throat> all that stuff like you know Halloween and Nightmare on Elm Street and you had the you had the the what's some, the George Romero zombie the classic zombie movies of course already yeah, that he would have had access to I mean it's kind of wild that basically a zombie for them was stronger and had a green face like it didn't follow any like the zombie motifs. No, no, and they were uh, they were basically still themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, they like didn't. They didn't, even, turn... they didn't even know he was dead. Yeah. He was confused as to why people were running away from him. Yeah, they could have done more with that. You know, <laughs> that could have been that, that, interesting. Yeah, they, it could it could have been funny. I think if they showed more of the dance also, that could have been funny. Mm -hmm. I mean, I feel like, you know, that weird mob thing, that was unnecessary. Mussolini, I guess, you know, it had to happen, so we actually had a reason for Dan to be a zombie. But, yeah, I I was shocked that, like, his girlfriend kind of came around to the idea right before dying. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, it had a sweet ending. They walk into the sea, you know? I know, like she's going to be a zombie together. together. Well, because yeah. she, was, well, she was dead, too, so yeah. she got killed. Uh, <laughs> do you ever see uh, this? Is another movie kind of like this, maybe with a little bit higher production values, was uh, Return of the Living Dead? Yep. It's another, like, there's, there's punks and there's zombies, you know? And, yeah. Kind of similar, a little bit similar. Was but that that's all this time too. Yeah, in '85, that was that was released in '85, uh, a couple of years before. But so one could almost assume that the director, writer, whatever he is, maybe was a fanboy of those. Yeah, I mean, I don't think I didn't see that he went on to make anything else. Yeah. Or, uh, so this was kind of a one-off. I mean, this guy uh, is probably shocked that people are watching this on HBO right now. <laughs> well, you know, hopefully he's making a few bucks. Yeah, I mean, but I who knows? sustaining him, but, you know, interesting. Well, depending whoever put up the money for this movie, which may not have been him, you know? I can't like, imagine anyone put too much money towards this movie. <laughs> Because, like, I, I, I just kept thinking that, like, I, I made short films. 
in like high school mm-hmm. and everything, and they are way higher quality than yeah. this. Yeah, but you had, you had access to technology you wouldn't have even been able to dream of, you know? Like, the, the technology you had access to, like, that was on the consumer level, in the 80s was not accessible, you know? Do you think he had, like, one of those, like, cameras? I, I'm going to suck at describing it, like, where, like, I'm just going to call it the newscaster cameras, like, where you held over your shoulder, or do you think he had, like, a regular camera camera? No, no. I mean, it would have been a big, like some kind of big thing, you know, <laughs> big unwieldy thing, mm-hmm. or like, or like a wind up, like an old school, like a Bolex, a sixteen millimeter camera. I don't know what it was, sh- what this movie was shot on. It's probably shot sixteen millimeter. I would imagine. In the aspect ratio of the film, that was definitely odd. Yeah. Oh, okay. You know what? It. It could have been an eight millimeter film, actually. That's yeah. a possibility. I would say maybe it was shot on a Super Eight. Yeah, it could have been. Let's see. Let's see if it's a. Let's see if Wikipedia notes anything about. I'm on Wikipedia right stuff. now, and it is like the shortest. It doesn't have page much. Ever. Yeah, it doesn't have much. Like it has more about the soundtrack than anything else. I mean, <clears throat> I'm seeing what it's. One person called it an irreverent amateur parody of high school romance films like Sixteen Candles. Like, what? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, sure. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, let's let's see if IMDb has any more than that. God, I haven't gone on IMDb since they got rid of the the chat thing that they used to have. Chat? Yeah, what? at the bottom they used to have a chat thing, kind of like really? AOL. Yeah, <laughs> you, you do like sex talk on IMDb. <laughs> no, like people like talk really randomly, like have like you oh, know, really? like the forums almost for like the movies. Oh, kind of no, almost I, like I, Letterbox, but like people would respond. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why they got rid of it. Maybe it's just too clunky for the screen or whatever. Maybe maybe people were spewing hate on there. Who knows, you know? It's I mean, that's the likely. problem with any kind of comment box, you know. They say never read the comments, so. I find the comments really helpful at times, though. Yeah? Yeah. Where? Where do you find the comments helpful? Well, now I go on Letterboxd. I like to see the reviews of, like, what your ordinary yeah. person thinks of yeah. it. I don't know where other people go for... I've never, I mean, I know what Letterbox is. I don't go there. I've never looked at it. See, this, I just, yeah, I was clicking around on uh, IMDb, and the guy that directed this, uh, the the Teenage Zombie, worked on the Toxic Avenger movie. So he's definitely about the cheesy, uh, like the horror comedy, you know, like it's intent, everything's intentional. So that's, do you ever watch any of those movies? Mm-mm. Those are unbearable, like the Toxic Avenger, stuff like that. So when he says party hardy, that's on purpose. It's not to be weird. Yeah, it it's it's all on it's all on purpose, and it's it's like it's lame jokes by lame people. I don't know. <laughs> It's 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 all kind of groan worthy, but it's it's all kind of minor league. It's sort of like a 
it's a minor league like wannabe for like like you know John Hughes or like any of these other the major hit filmmakers. Mm-hmm. You've got this other like tier under it, you know, of like sort of making fun of it but secretly wanting to be that. You know what I mean? I think it was one of those like they almost decided to say we're making fun of it because they're trying to be it, and then they so like failed to hit the mark. Yeah, they failed both. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's a, just the fact. I, I guess I guess you got to hand it to them that they the follow through. They they stuck with this thing for ninety fucking minutes. They, they just really kept did. going. Yeah, I mean, the pacing of this movie is just, like, it It feels longer than it is. It really does. <laughs> I, I had to, like, kind of turn away at moments. And I was just doing other shit. So Yep. That's what I was, I was saying. Doing, that, like, I, this is a I have this, movie in the background that you watch with friends and don't really give a fuck about. Yes. And, yeah, I have to admit that, yeah, I, I had it on, but I was half watching it and half uh, of this. I'm... Putting my newsletter on an, on a different platform, so and I have an archive of seven and a half years of of uh, letters that I'm reformatting and relaunching on a different platform. That's what I was doing while I was watching this movie, <laughs> and I don't think I missed anything. I you doubt know? you did. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, this is a perfectly good movie to have on while you're doing laundry or folding laundry or something like if you want to have something weird going on in the background and you look up and be like why is that happening you'd still have the same response if you're watching it yeah like fully with your whole attention yeah there's there's not any uh, under the surface layers or deeper meanings going on here Mm -mm. Uh, yeah they're uh they're taking their shots and they're missing most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, if, if they were, their batting average would would not, they would not make it to the major leagues. <laughs> oh, dude, don't they have this like really weird random conversation about Dan's batting average? Not, well, they, he, yeah, he he. Well, he's very proud that he hit like twelve home runs. I I did catch that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I just like that he decided to, like, say that, even though, like, it wasn't necessary. And they're like, get us some baseball bats. And it's like, why why is he the only one who has access to baseball bats? Sure. Well, that's where I, I think I think this uh, dialogue was made up on, this, like, as they were going. I think they were just riffing. Mm-hmm. But they're not, you know, they're not professional comedians or actors. So what they came up with was not very good. Mm-hmm. But I think it was made up on the. Can you imagine? I mean, on the flip side, can you imagine anybody sitting around and trying to memorize this dialogue? I don't think anybody would do that. Yeah, <laughs> I'd know? actually shoot myself if I had to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like you were saying, that like the 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 sloppy editing. It, it was you know it was. I mean, every movie is shot in pieces, but here you could tell because they weren't. Uh, they weren't cut together seamlessly the way professional movies are, you know? Yeah, it would just be like kind of out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah, because they would shoot a scene and then, then like turn the camera off and then shoot another scene and then they just slapped it together. 
Remember you know? there like odd moments where like one guy's like, "Oh, you going to the dance?" and like he's outside of like the class window, and then he just starts grabbing a girl and dancing, and it's like, "What the hell are you doing?" Yeah. and then goes right back to normal. Yeah, yeah. Well, that goes with the, like the fantasy sequences, like the one that you said you liked, where he was a uh, in his baseball uniform, he was about to hit the Mussolini guy in the head mm-hmm. with the bat. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I guess for this would be a good movie for aspiring kids who are aspiring filmmakers to see to see how easy it is. Yeah. Like, I think if a kid saw this, they would think, "Well, fuck, I could do better than this." <laughs> like, say, like, like, this like, like a 12-year-old. You could be on HBO, too. And now, like, as I was saying, with like, when you were making movies, I mean, now you could literally make a movie on an iPhone that's professional level. Mm-hmm. You can make a whole movie, and they, it's been done, uh, just on iPhones. That's going to look better than this movie looked Maybe and sound better. Get back into making movies totally contradict your article and be like, I'm going to be a horror filmmaker. Sure. Well, yeah. Make, make, well, I'll, I'll write a second article like repudiating everything I said. <laughs> like, <laughs> or like that, that other that article Mallory I wrote. is an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> now Mallory's an asshole and she's a, she's a famous filmmaker. <laughs> <laughs> she she's not, not like the night movies at all that surprise me. She's not the nice podcaster I thought she was. <laughs> <laughs> My article, yeah, inspired her to become an asshole filmmaker. <laughs> hey, uh, yeah, sidebar, I, I just finally found that teenager movie, and I'm, I'm about to email it to you. It's called, the subject line will be Teenage Emotions. That's, I found the name. It's called Teenage Emotions. Exciting. It's good. Yeah, it's from last year. Uh, it's pretty fun. It's only 71 minutes. Shot entirely on iPhones. Hey, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. This piece of shit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's really interesting. Yeah, it's an interesting thing. It's kind of like, well, you know, I don't know. Did you ever watch any of those, like, those shows like, like The Hills or Laguna Beach, like those kinds mm-hmm. of shows? Yeah. I mean, like the whole thing with the hills is that it's it's a put on, you know. That it's at the end of it, they just pull back and they they show you the whole camera crew and stuff. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But the whole thing is kind of an act. You know what I mean? And this movie's got a little bit of that. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like we don't have much more to say about this. Should we set up for the episode next? Sure. Yeah, if you're okay with that. Yeah. 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 So, uh, are, so are, are we going to do Suspiria next? Is that is that what we decided? Yep. Or yeah, because you wanted an extra episode for uh, in time for Halloween. Hell yeah! Because this is going to be. This is going to be. The next Friday week before Halloween. It's going to be twenty eighth. Yeah. So it'll be the 28th, and then we'll do one for Halloween. Oh, okay. Perfect. Yeah, suspe- Yeah, I, I'll be curious to see. What, I haven't seen it for a bit, but it's sort of, it's one of the more famous examples of like the, the Italian kind of horror genre that Dario Argento is one of the kind of kings of. Mm-hmm. It's called Giallo. Uh, and it's, it, it mixes a bunch of 
kind of like melodrama and a lot of, a lot of theater blood and stuff. <laughs> and and some yeah, there's some you know witchy shit in that. Uh, it's interesting. It's got a good soundtrack. Actually, the soundtrack is by this band called Goblin, and they're they're playing here. They're playing, uh, I think, Italia Hall, and they're showing the movie, mm-hmm. which would be really cool. Except that I I went to the event of of that, and I click on the tickets, and it says that the tickets cost three hundred ninety dollars, which it's got to be a misprint. I don't I don't understand how that could be. You know, God only knows. Like, who would pay four hundred dollars to see? Like an orchestra play to a a, sound, a live score to a movie. I don't know. People have paid more for weirder things. I guess maybe yeah, it's who knows. But yeah, yeah, we'll we'll do that. Uh, and yeah, we can record that whenever whenever you're ready to. Um. <laughs> this is such a wind down movie. That's okay. You know, we need those after <laughs> after the the thrilling heights of parents. <laughs> we almost need a palate cleanser. Yeah. No, I I'm I mean, I'm I'm totally kidding. I'm not I'm not holding the, this against you or anything. <laughs> if you've got, you know. <laughs> I was just thinking like I was looking at like, you know, some slasher movies and everything. I was like, do I make Dimitri do another slasher movie? And then I was like, let's do a weird one. Well, you you'd brought up a couple that we didn't follow up on. There was a couple of newer movies. Uh, oh, oh, man, I, I forget remember. what they were. Yeah, <laughs> there were some more contemporary ones that you'd kind of floated out, you know, suggested, but we didn't. We got sidetracked. I mean, I do to, know eventually I would like to do the sound, uh, the town that dreaded sundown. That'd be a good one. Okay, I I don't think I've seen that either. That one's on Amazon. Uh, There is one from the 70s, which is the original, and it's very gritty. And then there's one that was made like 10 years ago that's like a, not a remake, kind of almost like, let's just say a recall. Yeah. Yeah, Scream has really given us the terms. Thank you, Scream. (laughs) (laughs) So you'll keep working. Oh, uh. How did did you end up going to see that that Halloween movie? Oh yeah, I did. We could talk about that. How was that? You went with friends, right? Yeah, and I also I didn't realize that it was streaming on Peacock as well, so I watched it a second time cuz Boo wasn't able to see it. So I was like, oh. "All right, I'm going to make you watch it." The first 10 minutes um was good. Kind of like how you said like the opening scene of Scream was good. Mm. I, I would almost give it that because after the first ten minutes, I was just like, "What the hell's going on?" Oh, the first ten minutes are good, and then the rest is boring. Yeah, it was like not what I was expecting at all. The trailer was like so much better than the movie. Well, I mean, the trailers shot were you know assembled by a different director. Oftentimes, like there's mm-hmm. a, there are people hired to make trailers, you know, and they're often better directors than the director. I mean, this. I mean, there's so many. Is yeah, there's trailers. The Halloween movie. Oh, they never are. Yeah, my big. I mean, I'm not going to see this movie, but what the hell happened to that? That director started as a really good indie director. Uh. Oh my god, I David know his first, yeah, I was something his first green. Name, David something. 
something green. Like he made two or three really good independent movies, but then then he made fucking Pineapple Express and that was the and then it was over. He started getting into the stoner comedies and now he's just doing full on like stupid franchises. I don't know what happened to him. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess he wanted to make a living and have a nice house or whatever. But so, so you didn't enjoy it. Did your friends like it? No, I, I no. would just say I don't. I don't think anyone liked it. Um, basically, though, I mean, base like there's a trilogy of like Halloween, the 2018 one, then Halloween Kills, then Halloween Ends. And I don't know, I guess it was supposed to go like full circle. I think the 2018 Halloween movie was pretty interesting. I thought that one was cool. Um, Except for the fact that they made it where Laurie Strode was no longer Michael Myers' sister. Uh Halloween Kills was the worst horror movie I've ever seen. But, you know, now that we're thinking of I was a teenage zombie, I'll maybe adjust that ranking oh you think i was a teenage zombie is not the worst horror movie ever made <laughs> i don't think it's the worst horror movie i don't think it's even i don't think it it's accomplished enough to 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 win any award even if it's like the least <laughs> <laughs> but this one um i think jamie lee curtis deserved a much better send-off oh yeah yeah, she's barely in the film. Michael Myers is barely in the film. Basically, mm-hmm. it seems like it's setting us up for a new franchise with a new person being the killer. Uh-huh. Yeah, like there's a Michael Myers protege. Right, he's got like a buddy. I, I read a review and it's got a buddy. But that review said like they should have done more to set it up as like that this guy's going to take over and be his apprentice and take over. Yeah, like I mean, it didn't it shows, connect it as much as it could have. We can go spoilers here. I mean, it shows him dying, <laughs> but I mean, we've also seen Michael Myers die a shit ton of times too. So I, I think yeah, he's dying does. Back. Anybody who's watched uh, uh, like a soap opera, like an old school soap opera, knows that like a character dying doesn't mean anything. <laughs> you know, they, they just come back as their twin or their cousin or you know or whatever. You know, I was almost like. <laughs> They have this scene where, like, it's implying that Michael Myers is, like, trans, uh, I don't know, like, giving him, transferring part of his evil towards this guy. And this guy was so much better in the first 10 minutes. I mean, it's introducing (laughs) us to his buddy, and Uh it's really good. After that, though, yeah, Jamie Lee Curtis, barely in the film, and... I don't know, like weird dialogue. None of it makes sense. None of it fits the original character. And what's worse is that this buddy guy, he has a very hardcore motive to be killing everybody. Oh, yeah. Which makes it not scary because, like, in your mind, you're like, I know who's next. I know who he's gunning for next. Oh, he's got grudges, like, people have mistreated him or something, and he's going to get revenge. Basically, like he was one of those like heavily bullied guys because of whatever happened in the first 10 minutes. Yeah, I like, yeah, I mean, there's no chance I'm going to see this movie, but I, we've, we, we talked about this before. I like, I like the movies where it's not explained why it's just random or it's just happenstance, you know, it's just opportunity. 
that's what's good about that Black Christmas movie. We should we should maybe I'll make that a pick at some sometime in the future. Okay, so we'll add that and then Town That's Dreaded Sundown and. But yeah, you yeah you get a pick after I think you pick one after Suspiria. We'll well we'll cross that bridge when when we fall off it. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I would not recommend yeah. watching the Halloween movie. If okay. you do, just watch the first ten minutes and then turn it off. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> done. <laughs>